Good evening, friend, and welcome back to The Front Porch. I'm Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined once again by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's pretty good. It's a gray day in Indiana, but uh, I, I can deal, mm-hmm, I can deal mm-hmm. with that kind of, you know, February. I've heard so much that uh, February is the most depressing month of the year, and I say it's because the groundhog's terrible. It's all the groundhog's mm-hmm. fault. What, what a, Moving right into the... Right? Uh, the Midwest, Midwestern spring, Indiana spring. Yeah, yeah, just gray. But, you know, there's a lot of things to appreciate about with life. And every moment is a, a new thing that we should be lucky for. And I'm very lucky for it. So uh, I get to spend the night talking on a podcast. Can't, 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 <laughs> can't beat that at all. Makes, makes me feel good. What about you? How has your week been? Not too bad. Not too bad. Let's, um, why don't we... Why don't we get the the rough stuff out of the way early and jump right into our challenge? So this week we're doing talk about rough stuff. Uh, who? This is Steven Spielberg's Schindler's. Steven Spielberg's Schindler's List. Um, um, what's the word? I, Epic. I could say masterpiece, but I feel like there should be a different word for this. I I believe it's um, it's all those epic masterpiece. It's, it's sort of his requiem. Requiem? Wait, isn't that like beginning of the end type thing? Well, a, a requiem is a um, is a funeral funeral song. Oh right? yeah, I guess this is um, this is all that. Uh, so I've I this is one of those shows that I've always said or shows movies whatever Fox can tell me the way uh, <laughs> is that um, you watch once. And then maybe the rest of your life goes by and you watch it again to remember how impactful it was. Just so, just sure. in case it, you know, it, it finally, they say time heals all wounds. This is the same kind of a thing. It's like time needs to heal the wound from watching this movie for so long, you know, or before you can mm. watch it again. And I did that like last fall. It was on Netflix and I had a Saturday or it was like summer or something. And I was going to, I sat down as I woke up and watched the movie again. And it was great. It was a great time to watch it. And then we got this on mm-hmm. the, on the show now. And I'm like, Oh, there's not been enough time. It's only been like three months, six months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had thought I had seen this. And if I did, I blocked it out because it was like watching it for the first time. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this watching it. I, I want to point this out. This is something I was aware of while watching it this time. Uh, the i think it's part of the the show is that it's difficult to when when people get emaciated and starved and things like that they start to look a lot like skeletons they look they look a lot alike right mm-hmm. and while watching schindler's list i couldn't like the first time i know and even the second time i couldn't quite realize tell who was who it was just you know terrible oh, in the in the prisoners, you mean? Yeah, I could not tell the actors. There were a few that I, I know, like, oh, I know this person, I know that person, but I couldn't tell because people were dying and being murdered so left and right, you know, just casually. casually. Yeah. And I don't know, some of that feels like like it could be intentional or it could be accidental. I don't I don't know how much Spielberg does accidentally. Um but when you get to the end of the film and all of these names that they've been throwing around are the original people and a lot of them were still living. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it sort of um, 
that sort of contradicts that where like maybe they maybe he didn't intentionally you know cast them i mean if he cast all um um jewish actors to play those parts then they you know would share similar features yeah just by, well, it, by it, heredity yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't just that it was but, like you know they shave off their heads and all of the men look pretty much the same and the and you know it's just right. how it is um but watching it through on this time i i definitely was able to keep track of people a lot more i mean there, there's some key people okay. and, and i still can't get all sure. the names but i i always knew the the um the maid is that her name the one that they got picked to be the house um, slave i want to say hannah That's that that right. sounds right that does sound right um i i knew her right throughout right. the whole mm-hmm. thing um but there's a couple that i that i had noticed i don't know why it was on this viewing that i that i was able to track a lot more people but i was um one lady and her little girl um at the very beginning when the Krakow crackdown happens when they start rounding them all up and they're all running mm-hmm. and hiding in, in their houses and floorboards and stuff. And she runs in and puts her daughter in this floorboards with this family. And then one lady won't let her get yeah, in. Yeah. The, the, the little girl with glasses. Yes. And I know the yeah. little girl with glasses, but I, I guess I just didn't recognize the mom also makes it all the way through. And the, um, the character you're thinking of is Helen. Helen. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't think Hannah it was, was right. It was an H. Yeah. Um, so watching it this time, it those kind of things made made a lot more bigger, impactful impression to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, especially if you just saw it, of course, that sort of makes sense that those you would be watching for that. Because when when it gets to the end and the people are all in a line, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. And then they transition into the actual people. And then it's like, oh, yeah, just just in case you were tempted to uh forget and think you know you're finally to the end of this hard difficult movie th- this is a real this is a real story yeah this is this really These happened are real people yeah yeah so this is this was hard but in a good way i guess right yeah. i mean i i do think and and that everyone should experience this movie um at some point in their life it's just it's the what's the thing lest we forget to repeat history yeah and i mean and i mean knowing that um that steven spielberg is jewish Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure that was his intention like in part to honor this you know this man who became you know a selfless uh sort of say you know very literal savior to this group of people uh despite his origins despite his um Thing because it you know it starts out for the first half of the movie, um, his character and uh, Ralph finds Fines, yeah however you say finds finds character they're both you know uh, generally self focused prag- pragmatists yeah right like they're they're doing things for themselves they're working the system to their own benefit right completely um except that you learn pretty early on in when after they introduce um ralph fine's character that um schindler sees them as people and goeth doesn't yeah right like 
he's just casually murdering them. And then, you know, he has the awkward sort of, uh, you know, um, harassment of Helen, the maid character. Yep. And, and he literally says, like, you know, you're not technically people. You're not technically a person. Yeah, I mean uh, that that whole scene there like, was in, that was a big in, in case you were in case you were confused about why he does the things that he does, he sees them as something less than people. Yeah, and and he kept fighting with the fact that he he hated that that he felt something towards this thing, this animal. Like he called her yeah, rat he, face or vermin face, you know. Well, right, he was like he was like, "Well, you're you're basically like an animal, but this is not the face of a rat. This, you know, it's just disgusting. It reminded me of um, uh, the character of, I think he's a bishop or a cardinal in um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, he's the main villain, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the I mean, it, horrendous and all of the things that you can read about in a book are one thing. But, but then to actually see the the repeated downhill slide of how this works. I I think one of the biggest things that this movie does for understanding the Holocaust is that it wasn't just like, Oh, um, the Nazis rolled in and now you're all prisoners in going to the concentration camp. It was a slow thing that each step phased in, you know, they, at the beginning, they, they came in from the, the, the outskirts and then they had to be put into smaller sections of the, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, people, whatever. There, there are plenty of things that people don't want to think about. N- not because they're uncomfortable, just because thinking about things is takes effort, and there's, yeah, you know, things they'd rather do. People want to want to reduce historic events to one little thing, like the American Civil War was just about slavery, right. or World War II was just about Nazis killing Jews. But it wasn't like Hitler took power and said. Okay, we're going to gas and murder all the Jews. Yeah. Like nobody knew that was happening and it didn't it wasn't happening in in like large numbers and at a massive scale until the end. Yeah. Like they were I mean, don't get me wrong, there was complete um um uh what's the word? Um like genocide genocide yeah. um euthanasia, you know, anybody that was that was old or disabled or sick or any of that, like they were, they were definitely, you know, euthanizing all the time, but it was this gradual sort of like, okay, well, we don't want these people all around in among us. Let's, let's put them all in the city. Okay. Well, we don't want them all over the city. We'll put them in this district and we can't just, we can't just hold them there. We'll put them to work. Yeah. Um, you know, they have these, these slave labor camps and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was an interesting, we don't get into politics on the show, but it was an interesting uh, sort of alternative perspective because the word and the label Nazi gets thrown around a lot. Um, but something that's that's a little different in this perspective, especially uh, because they showed um, the family who Schindler, he takes their their apartment after they get moved into the ghetto. Oh yeah. They're a well-off family. Yeah. And he walks in like no big deal. And that was part of the, part of the, I mean, presumably part of the attitude of the common German citizen or whatever is almost this kind of um, like occupy wall street kind of 
thing. It's like, oh, there are these people. They just happen to also have this racial component and this religious component. You know, there are these people. They they think they're better than us, and they're taking all the wealth. Now we should, I'm uh, taking it back. You know, yeah. We should take it back. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they didn't care when it was out of sight, out of mind. You know, they, they're in camps away somewhere else. It's, it's not. Right. Exactly. We, you know, we don't care what you do with them. Just uh, put them behind this wall. And, uh, right. Right. And that's that's what you do. And that's what they did. And the this movie does things beyond just the big pictures. It, it makes small things important and it doesn't pull punches on the small things like um, mm-hmm. the the couple things I want to mention is the they they Spielberg talks about and shows that the Jewish people had people that were like on the police that you know that were in charge and uh, of these you know talk about they wore the star of David on their shirt and they were yeah they I've seen them. I've seen a couple of um of sci-fi series do that like they do that in in Battlestar Galactica when they're on New Caprica um they get human volunteers to be like police for the Cylons and of course the people the humans hate them yeah right they're like you're working for them what the f is wrong with you and, and that's what they they really did they did that and they did that on the on here the guy was like oh you can i'll put in a good word for you as if he was doing something good right um and then so th- that was a small thing did this other small things they did was like um you know when they hide their jewel jewelry that they had to they put it in bread and ate it you know yeah still holding yeah. on to some kind of you know, a little bit of thinking that maybe this is going to be over. This is not going to be worse. And even at the very end, when they're telling stories about, um, you know, all these gas chambers and they're even, it, it focused on the fact that the juice didn't even believe that it was happening. Right. They sure. were too I mean, valuable yeah, of a labor force, you know, it's one of those things that you can, you can use dramatic irony to great effect when you're dealing with historic events. Right. Because we, you know, Probably not too many people know the specific story of Oscar Schindler and these 1,100-some Jewish people. Um, But we all know Auschwitz. We all know, you know, that those gas chambers were real. Yeah. Um, Because it's, you know, it's well in the past now. Yeah. So the, the, um, at the end, when it, when it comes through it, I mean, another thing it doesn't, real quick, I want to say it doesn't pull punches on, on Schindler either. It doesn't, while he is this savior person, he's also, even at the very end, says the speech that I'm a war criminal. I am a slave, war profiteer, a slaver. I have done terrible things and I still do terrible things. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't become overtly benevolent until the very end. Yeah, I think when, I when think he, there was a, when he actually makes the list. Yeah, I was I was uh, um, looking for that this time. I was like, when, what point is is it when he tips over to making it? You know, it being a primary profit to. Yeah, he's things. sort of a he's sort of reluctant. Like he knows what um, uh, uh, Isaac um, Itzhak Perlman or Itzhak. Yeah, uh, um, his his accountant. Ben Kingsley, um, you know, he sort of knows that his character is is taking advantage of the situation to help people, um, but he lets it happen because, of course, his whole his whole enterprise, his whole business is is you know depends on him having the good favor of the higher up Nazi yeah. officials who are giving you know giving him the contracts, um, 
And I loved the the payoff um, because I couldn't remember again whether I'd seen this seen this or not. I couldn't remember how how it played out, like what the list was. Yeah. Um, but they establish in a series of scenes, like from the very beginning, they have the list makers setting up their chairs and their tables. Oh yeah, they do right? it. They they talk about it. They just show it all the time. Like, very first scene. I'm like, oh, this is that. This is that German efficiency. Yeah. And then they do it again and they do it again. And he goes to the train when Isaac almost gets taken away. I'm not, it's like Isaac or something, yeah. but, um, uh, and they've got, they've got the list and he's like, he eventually has to bribe them and, and, um, sort of like reverse blackmail them to, uh, to get by writing their names down. Right. Yeah. Because, because they don't, you know the uh, what's that called Nuremberg defense? They they follow orders, right? This is this is the list, and the list is um, the law is absolute. Yeah, and so when they get to the end, when he's when he's making the list, and he's just he's just firing off names, 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 names. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, because because it's the list. Like they just follow the list. Gonna, That's right. They're gonna follow the list. It doesn't matter. Like no. No um, low-level official checking names is going to question why, uh, you know, a guy running a factory needs these people. Like little kids like, or old people. And, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not his place to question that. Like, he's a, he's a cog in a machine. Yeah. yeah the, the, the point I think I saw him change in this one finally recognizing was when um, there's a lady who comes up to his office and the parents begs for yeah. the parents. And and at that point he's still a profiteer and he's letting things slide, but then he he gets angry cuz he gets got called out by it and and then he goes to Itzak and is like how dare you? People die every day and you know, and then at the end of that yeah, conversation don't, he don't put this yeah, don't, uh, don't put don't this put on this me. responsibility on me. But then he at, at the end he, he takes his it. watch off Gives it, walks over to him and says, you know, use this to bribe so-and-so to get them here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and then from every move immediately after he leaves that room becomes how to save them. And it's like, mm -hmm. he, he was angry that he got caught, but, um, Ben Kingsley's character did not try to talk him out of it or do anything. He just was there and the person in front of him and it was like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden you get the scenes like with the train and the hot, hot weather and, uh, a lot of this crazy stuff. Sorry, something. But I gotta say, beyond the story that this is with Oscar Schindler and the Holocaust, Spielberg was amazing. Like Spielberg did so many things that were so amazing with you know the shots, the fact that it's all in black and white except for four scenes that are in color that are super important, and the color in them are just so very slight, but so important. Mm -hmm. Right, for sure. Yeah, and the, I mean, such, um, I mean, we know that uh, both um, uh, Ben Kingsley and Liam Neeson are both, you know, veteran actors by now, and to an extent, we're already at this point, but he's so, like, all of Ben Kingsley's stuff is so subtle, oh, and... Yeah. And you can see all of it when they when they finally get to the point where he he accepts uh, the drink. Yeah, right. You're like that wouldn't you know 
some of that is his acting, but the rest of it is the writing and directing because that wouldn't be impactful at all if we hadn't seen him over and over refuse. Yeah. And, and not like right? a, and not overtly refuse, just kind of looking, Ben Kingsley looking down at the glass and then looking back up at the camera and then looking at the glass yeah. and looking so, down. Something um, uh, my sister said when we were watching this, she's like, why is he so, and it's, it's part of the, it's part of the Jewish tradition where um, Christianity gets the, what we call communion. Yep. You know, the, the, the cup and the bread, mm -hmm. the wine and the bread. Um, it, that's, that's a reflection of this, this Jewish tradition and, and idea around breaking bread, around sharing um, a drink and, and food with someone you have fellowship with them. And even though, He's working for him, and he's he's using him to help. He knows that he's not, um, he's not actually sympathetic. That he is still technically a Nazi civilian. Yeah, but but I think that it also I see in Bing, Ben Kingsley's performance there is that he is a little bit stunned at all the times that this guy in front of him doesn't realize that he's he's talking to a slave less than person. Like everyone else treats them as vermin like like you said before that they're not real people if this guy treats them as just like an employee right and it's and it's not and that's true but it's not to the point where they have fellowship no well, right? well the same thing is, is and, back and then, he like, recognizes that and so didn't he have it with employees either back then employees they were different classes it just felt like a sure. class a class thing and schindler kept you know didn't wasn't really seeing it for anything more than a class system type thing Right. Well, when he starts, when he initially hires them, uh, he does it knowing that they're slave labor just because it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he tells, he pressures them and like, you know, uh, take whatever you can from, you know, from me because it's money's not worthless and things like that. He's just bargain chip the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, so Spielberg does that. He does, uh, the way the cameras are put on things, uh, the scenes with weddings that they show here and there, it cuts back and forth to things. And you're like, mm -hmm. it, like, like you had said earlier, when the, the wealthy family is getting put into the ghettos and Schindler's moving into the house, those are cut back and forth between the two as Schindler lays, lays down and he's getting himself put into his nice new place, which was the people that just got ripped out of there. And they're being put into these homes and the guy gets angry right. And the, the mom goes, or the mother, wife, she says, it could be worse. And he says, how could it get worse? And then Oscar Schindler cuts to him. And he's like, this, you know, it can't get better. Um, and right, then all of a sudden, right. the 12 different people come into that little room with those people. <laughs> and you're like, just Spielberg cut those back and forth to show you all of these things, you know, that are happening at the same time. Or the Spielberg did the the gas chamber thing. He set up that they're talking about the gas chamber yeah. like two scenes ago, and then they go in there and they give them soap, and that's just a writing, a directing thing. Let's show these scenes and yeah. you know, terrifying that you live through the terror. Uh, the when he walks out and there's ashes coming down out of the sky, uh, right? You know, yeah. Again, it's back to that dramatic irony because we know from the perspective of history what's going on. And, uh, but the characters don't. Yeah. So crazy movie. This is. Yeah. Excellent. 
ma- uh, you know, masterwork, masterpiece. I'm glad we're through uh, it because, you know, there's not very many as heavy things on our 100 list as this movie. <laughs> right? Am, am I right? I mean, I can't think so, of anything. I know that uh, I know that every every week you ask whether whether the movie that we watched belongs on a top 100 list, and I always have some like complicated caveat <laughs> for for my answer because because giving a, a straight yes or no is too is too straight is too simple for me. Okay. Um, I thought maybe instead of doing that because uh, this this poster is titled 100 Movie Bucket List, um, we should instead do a thing where. Whether we would call this movie uh, a bucket list movie, which is what I think of as a movie that you see once, or you watch once and maybe you watch it again if you have somebody who's never seen it, a a child or a significant other or whatever, and you yeah. and you watch it, you know, once more, like a one time watch movie, a a favorite movie, as in something you could watch. Every couple years, every couple months, depending on how many movies you consume. Yeah. Or let's say the third category is like hard pass. Like you probably could do without ever seeing this. Like you're, sure. not, you're not missing anything. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that we've seen any of those, that third category. But uh, for me, this one definitely lands in the first. Yeah. Box. It's a it's a once it's it's a once and and you 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 need to watch it once. Don't not miss this movie. I mean, right. yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I honestly I can't remember. Oh no, it's pretty rated hard hard rated. I was like, it'd be interesting if they could show this in a high school class, like seniors and stuff. But I, I'm sure there are TV edits, but there's a lot of casual nudity. Well, not just the casual nudity, the casual like blood spurting out of things, and that's important. Sure, like that when they sure. shoot people in the head. There's one scene, ca- ca- casual violence and casual nudity. Yeah, th- sure. there was one scene that was you know very needed and important, but it not really where the guy's carrying his girlfriend and she's like unconscious or something, and the German just comes oh, yeah. up and shoots her in the head, and it spurts all over his body, and that's yeah. important yeah. that a... it was that gr- gratuitous and bloody. Somebody gets somebody gets shot in the head, and you see what what looks like bits of his skull. Like it's it's gruesome. Yeah, and but you because can't, it was you can't not do that. I mean, it was important to be that this guy who's saving his love, and it's the blood is on his face, shooting on his body, and the German officers telling him to to do something else. You know. Yeah, I mean, you could you could get this to an R rating, but. Uh, you'll, you're, you're going to lose a little bit of yeah. it, but it, it would, I wish that it could be taught in schools, I guess the thing is, or, or illustrated mm. to people that this is, uh, you know, something yeah. to never forget in history ever, ever forget. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's moving on. Do we have something more fun next week? Tell me. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So this, this one's a, uh, less well known, at least I had never heard of it. Um, although I think it it got nominated for some some awards. Um, this is a 2009 film called Mary and Max. Um, Ooh, it's animated, uh, clay claymation animated. Mm-hmm. Um, it says a tale of friendship between two unlikely pen pals, Mary, a lonely eight year old girl living in the suburbs of Melbourne, uh, Australia, and Max, a 44 year old severely obese man living in New York. Uh, us usa weird i think i saw the so, trailer for this i have not seen this before so this will be a first for me 
Yeah, it seems like it might be a little bit of um, along the same lines as her, where there's a lot of there's a lot of vo- verbal. Commun- I mean, even though they're writing, you'll get a yeah. lot of voiceover communication, kind of like you've got mail or um, the lake house. Oh yeah, yeah. I I uh, I think I called that in the trailer. The, the the thing that was interesting about the trailer for this was that. Um, it's also intercutting with comedy, like like the visual is all comedy and the verbal is the story, I guess. Right. It's darker. Yeah, it's darker. So that, that'll be that'll be an interesting to see. I'm not having seen this. This will be a cool thing. It's the first one on the list, I think, that I have not seen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, we've said it every time. I had not seen E.T. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure I hadn't seen Schindler's List and I hadn't seen her. Man, I'm glad. I'm, I am glad of all these things to, that I've talked about. Schindler's List that, that you got to see Schindler's List because that's not one that I'm going to be like, oh, you. I'm going to tell everybody you need to go watch Infinity War and Captain America. I'm going to tell them that. <laughs> I'm not going to go out and say spend three hours of your life watching this torturous movie because it doesn't have a sell on it. But I'm glad that you did anyway. To that this at least got yeah. you to watch that kind of a thing. Um, and and I don't know even know how to breach it. Like someday I may want Sydney to watch this kind of a movie, but I wouldn't know even know how to to do that right how did oh you got your family to watch it to sit down and watch it with you my yeah i watched it with my dad and and my sister sarah Mm -hmm. um who's just a little younger than me she's in her early 30s Mm -hmm. um and i think i think maybe they had both seen it but long ago Mm. you know so So they they kind of knew it was a little bit of a Right. Well, Mar- Mary and Max. That's that's uh. Yeah. All right. We'll 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 do some some Mary and Max. I can I can get a ha- happier time. That's what what I'd like. <laughs> just just a little bit of that. Uh, so let's let's switch over to something happier. What's uh? Let's talk some good times this week. So what do we got going on? Have you know we 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 talk, we talk, you know been going a little bit of a bigger clip with our shows in the last this year I guess kind of our, one of our little things we've you and I have wanted to do is move forward on our topics um but I think that we have missed one thing that I'd like to hear from you what's an uh, can you give us an update on your house have you done anything in the in this bitter oh, cold winter that's, uh that's convenient because dad and I went over there yesterday we had um I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago David was in town uh, for an extra week after the holidays, and mm-hmm. he and Dad went over and finished all the drywall on the first floor. That's a uh, big second, thing. Second floor drywall has, has been done for a while, um, and we had some guys in to do the uh, what we call mudding. They yep. put joint compound on all the screw holes and seams and whatnot to cover to make the walls smooth. Yep. Um, and they had just finished uh, yesterday early in the day or maybe saturday i think it was yesterday they came over for some touches or something and so we went over there to review their work um there are some issues that they're gonna have to come back and do another pass of of qa as we say does does it feel pretty cool though with it all let it in looks like actually the walls all down there and everything yeah i mean you know it's it's like anything as we've been on this project for so long i'm happy for any kind of forward motion yeah sure um just trying to trying to stay positive trying to you know yeah that definitely sounds like a like a good thing i mean you're going to start seeing shaping 
you know, stuff and paint goes up soon. And yeah. 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 Uh, and then, and then before you know it, you're living in that place and calling it your own and hanging pictures and <laughs> getting, getting the stuff. And, yep, and, and yep. that way, that way, when I call and, and complain about your server not having not being up, you can actually just kick it next to you instead of having to deal with that. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So yeah, so that's my that's my actual uh, um, good times. Oh hey, the I, other, I called it then. That was pretty great. <laughs> the other the other sort of smaller thing is that Aaron and I on our factorial game got to uh, launching the rocket last night. Oh, you, you you got through. How many times have you launched the rocket in that game? Uh, I have, like, our multiplayer game, the guys did. I wasn't on when they did it, but they yeah. did it there. And I've done it myself in single-player games, like, twice. It's much more common that I that I burn out on that game and quit playing for a while, and then when I come back, I want to start over. Yeah. Or I start over without actually quitting, and I'm just like, I want to try instead of doing this, I want to do use this different mod because there are so many mods for that game. Yeah. Mo um, mods are a weird thing because they're very neat in general, depending on the game and whatever. But I think it does have an effect of not ruining the game, but changing it dramatically. Right. Well, it changes it a lot. Like this, this one he and I did, uh, we're using a mod called Bob's that makes a lot of the, a lot of the things like, a factor of five more complicated. Yeah. Um, it's everything scales more. So like, instead of just having one kind of mining drill, there are four different tiers that get, get progressively more complicated to make. Yeah. Um, and so like you can get, you know, stuff, everything just scales so much more. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we use that and a couple other mods. Well, I I I had modded. Most recent thing I'd played with mods was um, I have three games that I play on Divinity Two. Um, mm. Is that I play one just normal straight single player game with nothing on it, and then um, oh, except bartering tweaks. I played that one, uh, and then um, one with some mod, with different different mods, and then one with the the, the guys, um, the Horaloviches. We, right. uh, um, but the one with mods is a different game. It's it like they add you. I added all these like oh, abilities and playing spells an RPG and, like that would be weird. Yeah, I mean, mods. you get you just get like a ton of things like, um, oh, here's a here's a whole new spell line, and there's a whole new ability line, and now you can there's a new class that we put in. It's you know for mods. It's just a whole different kind of oh, game. Yeah, that that feels like that feels like it could break the game. It it can depending on what mod you get, right? Um, it's but, not like a you know like mods add-ons for WoW that were only interface. Like if if anybody made a mod that would like play the game for you, Blizzard would patch it to yeah uh, you know disable that. Well, some some of the, a lot of these most of these mods that you obviously I'm sure there are game breaking mods out there, but you can go and re see the reviews on them and, and they're it's really well done with uh, the repositories sure. and stuff. And you can see like oh this is good because let's say it adds the the water line uh of spells isn't that good in the default game and no one's going to really okay. pick it so they add like a whole suite of water spells and they're balanced <laughs> against the fire spells that's already in the game and then sure, sure. and then it's also scales off the mobs levels so it balances it i'm sure there're ones out there that don't do the scalings but the good mods do but the point is is that it really changes 
what you're doing in the game. It becomes like this hyper tight focused kind of there's four things to choose from to there's 30 things to choose from. Right. Right. And you're like, uh, you start to lose focus on what you're supposed to be doing and overwhelming things. And, you know, now there's a crafting system in here where there wasn't before. I'm I'm sure I've asked you this before, but have you played the older uh, single player games like this, like Baldur's Gate and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Did. I, I, did I've you been ever play looking... the. Go ahead. Did you ever play the Fallout ones? No, I did not. I did not play the Fallout ones. Okay. Those were the original Fallout games. Oh, really? They were like this. They were isometric. I didn't know that. Uh, no. Turn-based RPG. Well, I've I've been this Divinity. I, I talked about it here and there on the show. It's, yeah, it, it, it's it's um for me kind of like the the ultimate of that genre. I mean, I I've always since sure. been playing Baldur's Gate and those games. Uh, I want to play them in multiplayer. I want to be able to get people playing with me, and this is the first one that really does it well. You know, that we are all doing our yeah, own I, things. And... I bought it, and I've played it a little bit. I think I got as far as when you first land on the island and the boat sinks or whatever, catches fire. <laughs> like the past the tutorial? There... <laughs> Basically, yeah. Right. Yeah, we, we got to the, uh, for you listening, we, we uh, got to the point last night. We put a mod in the game. You can only play four players on that game at once. But we knew that Dennis had bought the game. And mm-hmm. we were going to play with like, how do all of us get to play? There's a mod that lets you play with five players. And we had installed that mod a long time ago, but you don't get to add another like fifth person into your potentially fifth person until much after like act one is over. And oh, last weird. night, last night we hit, well, cause you just get four and then that's all you get. And then later on after act one, you can start recruiting people or switch out characters Oh, um, I see. I see. You you can't switch out until then. Um, so we got last night past that, and it's like one of our. I think it was Zahn accidentally got a fifth person on the team, and we're like, "Whoa, how do we get a fifth person on the team?" It was like, "Oh yeah, that was Dennis's slot. That's when mm. <laughs> we forgot that, that well, you can actually do that. We didn't realize you could because in the normal game it tells you, "Oh, you kept too many people. You can't get in." Mm-hmm. So, but that's funny. It was a, it was a mod to get a Dennis mod is what we called it. I don't even know where it's called. It's, but, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you made it past the tutorial. That's, that's good. Uh, so my, my good times. Um, and I don't know if you should admit this on the on the air or not. I've got a ICG Con coming up, which is the game weekend that I host every year. Yep. Nerdfest. Uh, Nerdfest, yeah. It's coming up in two weeks. Or now less than two weeks as we're recording this. And um, the I want, I've been wanting to do something neat. I have a game room downstairs that you you're, you've been here. You know how it works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's a two room downstairs basement area um, that I put all my nerd stuff in. Upstairs is just a nice, nice, wonderful, normal house. And adult downstairs, house. adult house. And downstairs is where I get it to really just go at it. And it's you know being a, a single guy, um, I've got good taste in design stuff generally i think and putting aesthetics and <laughs> and i like to be able to think that you know how would i put make this out in, in a nerd way you most people have a picture of a artwork of a landscape in their in their living room or something or flowers or something nice right i always think well what if it was a stormtrooper or a really cool picture of you know starcraft up there um so i i've i've made my my basement into that kind of stuff with you know fan posters and um, 
posters of World of Warcraft World and EverQuest and, you know, I've just done a lot of stuff in, in the house. One thing I always wanted to do was have a digitized wall, like TVs on a wall. The, I got the idea a couple weeks ago from a sports bar where they had yeah, TVs we playing. Yeah, Wings Place. Yeah, right. And they had TVs playing all over the place of sports. And I thought when we have the guys over for games, it's, you know, neat to have things on the wall of because we always have a movie playing with hardly any sound. Um, right. And so I bought four t- uh, flat screen TVs. Of course, they're all flat screen nowadays mm-hmm. um, and some mounts. And I mounted them this weekend and I got four four TVs on my on my wall. Where did mount. you uh, where did you buy TVs from? You know, I went to Best Buy. Um, okay. Yeah. I, that's, if anything I want to say about all this is that, uh, I really do hope brick and mortar stores never go out because I looked on Amazon and there's deals here and there comparable to Best Buy. Okay. But when I went into the store, I could physically look at a 32 inch next to a 39 inch next to a 43 inch, see Mm. them look to the side and see how, how far is three and a half on a bulky TV, three and a half inches, you know? Um, right. And then look at them and profile it. Then the biggest thing was that I, I wanted to be able to get Plex streamed to them. And I didn't. Right. And there's nothing really online for what I want to do. Um, so does Plex come? Can I stream multiple things? And in Best Buy, the guy took the TVs and did it. He downloaded Plex servers onto the machines and said, here, and we got to play with it. Um, mm, and then nice. I was like, yeah, cool. Now I I'm definitely doing this. I'm definitely doing this size. Where's the prices? Boom, boom. There it was. And we got them. <laughs> it was great because I had someone to talk to physical things to look at. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially for what you're doing. I, um, I bought my TV at Best Buy. Um, yeah, they're this, solid for that. This not this year, Black Friday, but the year before, I think. Um, and I, I think I mentioned on the show I've been on the lookout for um, a Windows laptop for gaming. Yeah. Um, which is a really, you know, it's one of those things that, like, I'm going to actually want to have a gaming laptop, like, twice in a year at most. But uh, Wait. my... Go ahead. I got I, I to gotta, I say something. I just got in my mind with this. Are you, um, my, why don't you not do the gaming thing and do what Trotsky's doing? You cut out there, but you're talking oh, about sorry. that thing, um, that thing Trotsky did. Yeah, I had, Why don't you I had that? not heard about that. I don't know. It's it's probably one of those things that only works if you have really good internet, which oh, Trotsky right. does. Right. And you I have a rough one. That's right. Okay. Um, I I work on Mac uh, because I do web development. Not that I couldn't work on Windows, but I just prefer Mac. Everything looks better. Um, you know, somebody you're talking to does web development on a PC, so just that's true. And <laughs> and I did it. I did it for years, but a lot of the just really basic font rendering stuff I think is better on Mac. Yeah. But my work machine I upgraded from a a 2014 MacBook Pro to a Mac Mini um, because I'm at my desk with a, with peripherals and a monitor like. 49 weeks out of the year yeah at you know at at least and uh i'm like i don't need a laptop for this but sometimes when i come to bloomington and want to work a couple days come and come a day earlier stay a day late and work i need a laptop for that and i thought what what if instead of having a work laptop that i can't play 
a lot of games on. I can play some games on it, but not very well. Um, what if I had a gaming laptop and then I can get the tools that I need? You know, I, I develop in PHP Storm runs on Java, so it's cross-platform. Yeah. And I can get, you know, the crappy terminal apps and stuff for, for Windows and, you know, deal with it that way. Anyway, um, I bought a computer before it was a couple weeks before I came into town last time was late late December I think I had it over Christmas I bought it a little bit on impulse but it did go on sale and I wanted to have it over Christmas when my brothers and brother-in-law were here so we could land which we ended up not really doing but yeah um or maybe we did one night I forget it was uh, Christmas was crazy but um I was having a having problems with it um i set up my desk with a a kvm switch um which if the listener doesn't know is just a device to switch a set of peripherals and monitor like keyboard mouse um keyboard video mouse is kvm kvm right uh so monitor keyboard mouse i want to switch between two computers right so i have my work computer and my gaming computer and I use the same desk setup for both. Yeah. Well, the first gaming laptop that I bought didn't like that setup. Like after I had switched between computers like three times, uh, the USB on the laptop would freak out. Oh, okay. Weird. But I had bought it at Best Buy. So when I was in town, I mean, I bought it online off Best Buy. So when I was in Bloomington, I just took it with me with the box and everything and returned it because I was still within the return window. And so a couple of weeks ago, maybe like a week and a half ago, I bought another one. Uh, this one's a Razer. And it's been working pretty well so far. So The, the Razers are pretty good. That's my... Yeah, they're the... They're probably the most expensive, but they are um, the closest to Apple in build quality and design like it's all aluminum right chassis and all that stuff which was probably more important to me than it should be but i just don't want to use a laptop that looks cheap yeah so, for yeah. sure i mean it's not so great well the trotsky had i wish i could remember the name of that thing but he had had done this uh streaming service with with uh, mm-hmm. you know get your best pc and we i was doing the math on it and it's I mean, it's a rock solid kind of deal if it if it works. Then I went and looked at his thing and played it with it a lot. Um, so good. I mean, it was so seamless and easy and straightforward. And I don't know, honest to God, I don't know if I'll ever buy another PC gaming PC again. Um, yeah, I think it depends on what what you want to play. And and people have been talking about um, people have been talking about that kind of thing. Like Microsoft is trying to do something similar. Um, with their next uh, Xbox console, like just use it for dumb terminals and then streaming things. Yeah, it it comes down to the game, right? If the game can do, um, like I discovered this trying to play Heroes of the Storm on on a laptop. Um, Heroes of the Storm does not work very well on Wi-Fi. Um, okay, because just because of the way the game engine works, it does very little. Um, prediction okay and so any like 
inconsistency in connection um, causes lag issues. Oh, right. And so like a poor design so, though for an internet game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's whatever. They just don't have, they don't have the resources or didn't, I guess of, you know, something like league, which started out small and has made so much money that, and it's their one thing. Yeah. You know, where heroes I'm sure was funded by world of Warcraft money. Sure. Um, the thing Trotsky got is called Shadow. Shadow, yeah. Shadow. For that, That's in the show notes. If you're wondering about uh, streaming PC, go go search that. It's it's actually, it's going to sound too good to be true, but as a guy that sat with it and actually used it, it's it's the real deal. But like Dennis had said, it, it depends on your internet connection. Um, his is just a normal, I think he's got Comcast maybe even. Maybe Smithville, which is a fiber or something though i've got fiber at the house um but still over wi-fi so it's your wi-fi limited right um and it it was just so good it just felt it could do everything that you wanted to do on it i don't know he didn't play any first person shooters or anything um but you know 30 30 dollars i think is what it was uh, a month for it to get an always up-to-date amazing pc yeah i bet streaming on your iDevice. yeah I bet as long as you have reliable internet and you're not doing you're not doing something super competitive. Like I I have a hard time believing that you could really effectively play um you know League of Legends or or some really you know online first person shooter kind of stuff, but for a lot of other things like especially single like single player stuff should be easy. Like I should be able to play a game like uncharted uh you know from a device that's just fast enough to pick up the stream and render the video yeah i i played uh like i i have experience with this and that i have a steam link and it streams my mm-hmm. my thing downstairs and i played single player games with it you know and they work really well and i loved it a lot like hollow knight is something that i played with it uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of a metroidvania type game uh, but it does have the periodic thing of like, oh, it's it's lag. Okay, now it's back. Not often, but every once in a while, it it has a you know my internet is causing. Yeah, an issue or I I bought one of those too, but I've not actually tried it because they were so they were practically giving them away. Yeah, there's so um there were like three dollars or something. Yeah. Um, I did try for a minute the PC to PC version of that. Yeah. Um, whatever it's called, like home, home streaming or something. Um, and that didn't work so well. I think, you know, maybe the specs on my, uh, on my desktop gaming machine are getting a little out of, although they're still, uh, I don't think I've replaced the video card. So the video card is like four or five years old now. Yeah. Um, I also have an ultra wide monitor. So it was like trying to render at different resolutions or something. It had, oh, that, it had yeah, that, that actually, I, I do have problems with that. I got this new ultra-wide monitor downstairs, and then now when I try to do Steam Link, it gets really confused with the... Because the... it's just like screen mirroring. Like, it's still rendering it on the screen on my on my main computer. And I'm like... Yeah, it's really... It was, not, it's really uh, whacked and difficult hurdle to get over. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a neat thing, and hopefully that's the future. PlayStation does it now. I mean... It's got the on the PlayStation Network the I think it's called PS Plus, 
no, it's not PS Plus. It's it's another PlayStation thing where you can stream all the games that they have for the PlayStation Three library, PlayStation Two library, hmm. um, and it's just a subscription model. Um, right. And those are like I'm saying, they're older game, older generation games, so they can do that, and that mm-hmm. works well. Mm-hmm. They, they they I don't think it's a a big huge you know gangbusters seller for them, but it's a thing uh, right. that they have in the store that you can do. Uh, so it, yeah, it's it's there. We wonder if our internet is ever going to be at that point. You know, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's partly the internet and it's partly the games. Like, if the games can get whatever kind of logic they need to, um, have have that kind of prediction and stuff, so that they can handle spikes in the in the bandwidth. Then, yeah, spikes then, are yeah. the big thing. Yeah. I'm getting with this this uh, media center thing that I've got going on. I'm I'm going to try it with the Plex and streaming with, with over my Wi-Fi. I tested it out with your Plex server, and it seemed to run like a dream. So the fact that you're you know hundreds of miles away is pretty great <laughs> that 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 works so well with you know casting video. Yeah, um, if you have it internal, then it's just going to come down to uh, your Wi-Fi and how good of a machine you run Plex on. Yeah, which is pretty great great cuz it's running on my gaming machine now which I got all new stuff last year. So Yeah, that's um, that's what I used to do. Yeah. Um and I'm, exci- I'm excited I... about it and I I don't have a I've got hun- literally hundreds of Blu-rays and DVDs that I haven't ripped and I'm going to start ripping them and that's going to be pretty great. I mean, it's Yeah, ne- I, neat I can point to you to the tools I use for that. That's yeah, I definitely I definitely will probably need that come this week. Um deal with that man that was some some good times man i don't remember where we started with that um (laughs) did we talk good times as we started with did we talk last week about anime at all a little bit we talked about the the slime thing a little bit touched on it what was it uh how i became a slime or (laughs) yeah it's it's funny i actually have two shows so you could uh you could maybe try the first couple episodes of of both and see which which you like though the second one i've I've just started. Um, okay. The first one, the one I talked about last week, is called That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and these are both in what they call in anime the isekai genre, which is uh, just a Japanese word for another world. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, al- alternate world. It's like... Um, I had an example of this. It's like Narnia or... Um, any of that kind of thing where where a character gets gets transported in some way to an alternate world although the way that it's done now is almost always uh uh the alternate world is video gamey right it's like yeah. a it's like, like an a, rpg like a vr type kind. thing yeah okay yeah sometimes it's vr sometimes the character sword dies art, sword art online or something like that sword art online is like that except um you know they're in vr they're not actually in the world yeah. physically um, in, in, in slime, I call it slime. Um, the character actually dies, uh, in the second show. Spoiler alert, man. Jeez. I mean, it's the first two minutes of the show. <laughs> um, the, the second show, the main character gets summoned into the alternate world. Um, okay. and it's called rising of the shield hero. Okay. 
so in Slime, the protagonist wakes up and he is a slime, like a level one monster in a cave. And <laughs> stuff happens to him. And he's he's mostly lovable and benevolent and uh, sort of um, genderless. So there's some like he's he's a you know he was a man on earth in japan but you know is sort of androgynous as a slime so there's no like strong relationship arcs or anything like that so far um it's it, both of these shows are are still in production um or in oh i thought they were are, are still being aired or translated okay, okay right, um right. Oh, they mean like they, they weren't out yet i think okay they're not done is what i'm saying okay oh i see um the second one, uh, Rising of the Shield Hero, which I think I'm saying that right. It's you know the titles are always translated, but um, the the alternate world is under under attack by some series of of like waves of apocalypse of some kind, yeah. and so they the powers the priests or whatever over there um, they summon these four heroes. And they're okay. they're each associated with a different weapon. Um, oh, okay. And the main character is the one who wields a shield, so he's purely defensive. Um, and I won't spoil any more of it than that. But it's it's pretty. I've only seen the first two episodes, but it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty good so far. Pretty good so far. Uh, I I've got some kind of anime ish things that recently like uh depends on what you call anime i drag the dragon prince 2 dropped on on netflix and oh i think i got a notification about that i didn't yeah i didn't look too closely at it because i saw that it was uh um y7 it was like kids yeah show. that's i mean that's a it's definitely in the there's vein anything of, wrong with that it just it just didn't didn't grab sure. my attention it's definitely in the vein of um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and it's mm. it's something I, I Sydney and I really enjoyed. Um, there's only eight episodes of them; they're not very long. Um, it's got the the main characters are very likable. Like all of the characters are very likable. They're okay. like the most interesting part about the series is that, like literally, all the characters are likable. Even uh, and the bad guy, the main bad guy, is a very manipulative kind of person. And uh, that's what he's doing is he's manipulating good people. And they're all young-ish kids. They go from the ages of something like 7 to 18 maybe are the, the, the main kind of-ish characters. Okay. Um, and they, they're all, like I said, they're all positive and happy and friends-ish kind of type thing. But the main, main villain is one of their fathers, two or two of their fathers. Hmm. And uh, – he just does some manipulation and he's definitely a bad guy. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. I, I, the thing I like most about it is that they're also likable and, it, and it's, it deals with some very serious things like war and, you know, there's an assassins that one of the main uh, protagonists is a, a moon elf who is, cause it's like humans versus elves is the war. I see. And, and the, the elf is coming to assassinate the king. And at the very beginning of the first episode, the the assassins clan that they have, they put this runic band on their arms that they make a pledge that they will, um, the band will never come off until they kill their target. And oh, sure, sure, sure. They have so so it's a very real thing that they, she's going and she, they're to assassinate these princes, and the 
first episode ends with like they are not giving anything away by saying that they have to band up with her to do something. And she kind of learns like who these princes are and they're very likable main characters. Um, So she doesn't want to kill them, but this thing on her arm keeps tightening and tightening and tightening Mm. uh, and will eventually break, you know, uh, lose her arm from it. Um, And that's a, that's a slow burn thing that keeps happening throughout the series is again, this girl who's awesome and amazing and you really like, and has a really cool Merida Scottish accent because um, the, the elves have a Scottish accent in this, um, sure. is her arms turning purple and she can't do stuff because she's dying from this very real difficult situation. So anyway, it's it's got it's fun and lighthearted, yet has adult themes like Avatar the Lost Emitter. And season two just dropped. And um, the first one was a really big surprise at how much I liked it and how much everybody, I think, watched it, liked it. So having one come out so quickly, season two is you know, pretty fun. Um, yeah, nice. The other anime thing is just this. I'm not going to talk about it, but I watched uh, Alita Battle Angel. I know that you're going to watch that at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's um, not It's not in the theater yet, but... Uh, yeah, it's... And I, I watched it, that one. comes out, I'll see. Um, and I won't talk about it, but it, it was some manga, I guess, that I was unaware that it was a manga or manga, manga. Manga, um, yeah. Manga, it, that it was. And it's a huge... Many, 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 many series uh, of it gone on for a long, long time. Oh yeah, like an old, an old classic. Yeah, yeah I guess, and they have hundreds mm. and hundreds and hundreds of th- thousands of pages of, of this thing. <laughs> so um, it's like not knowing the X Men, and they come out with an X Men show. You're like, what's this thing? Right. Um, well, I mean, that's that's literally what it is. It's comic books in Japan. Yeah. So they they made this movie. It's it's a big movie. So I saw that. And didn't know it was a manga or anime or anything. Um, but I definitely heavily influenced by it. Um, and then at the end, Sid and I watched it. I, the only thing I will say is that she saw the credits and it said that it was based on this manga. And she's like, I didn't know that was a thing. So she wants to go read it right away, <laughs> um, which is cool. It's uh, the Omnibus Volume 1 is free up on Kindle if you've got Prime. And nice. uh um, she's downloaded that and we went to the library and she got volumes two, three, but they're like huge war and peace size books. Um, mm. uh, she burns through them. So I'm like, I, I'm excited. I like giving her something that's really, really big because I'll buy her a graphic novel, uh, like a right. full graphic novel thing. And she'll rip through it within an hour. And it's like, well, there's 30 bucks, you know, <laughs> which is, I want her to, but you know, I'm glad to give her like these three. I it's wonder- like walking into a place and dumping the huge book on her. Yeah, yeah, that's these. where you that's where you want something like DC Universe but better. Yeah. Uh, Comicsology or Marvel Unlimited or something. I don't know if there's an equivalent uh for manga, especially because so much of it there's so much good stuff. A lot of the stuff that gets made into anime um never gets officially translated into English. And so like you could legally buy it, but if you can't read Japanese, it doesn't help. Um Yeah. And so there are, but fortunately, there are communities online of people who scan those and then translate them into English. Well, uh, it's, it's just not, none of it is legal, right? Because it's, yeah. but oh, if yeah. there's no official translation, like there's no other way to, to get I, it. I, I've said this before and I'll, I'll sing the praises again and again is that um, go to your local library. It's, the library is not the library that you remember when you were a kid. Mm. Like they have, I went there today to get, uh, Battle Angel Alita for Sid, you know, volume two and three. 
and they have rows and rows and rows of manga, like huge stacks full of them. Um, and every series and they're all just like all together. I'm like, wow, that's you nice. could you could watch, see every thing of bleach, not see, but read everything of bleach read, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, Naruto or, you know, what other things they have. They've got them all. That's, that's amazing. So yeah, go to the library. I mean, heck, if you're just a comic book reader and can't afford to buy comics, go to the comic. I mean, go to the library. They've got, you know, reams and things of every recent, even comics that you can you know, check out and see for sure. Go to the library. I'm a big nerd that way. Hey, uh, it's transitioning over a little bit. Good news, everyone. I'm a big Disney nerd. You know that. Or a big sure. Disney fan or whatever. Uh, all around. Um, they're the one thing that I will say is, uh, uh, yes, they're the corporate overlords that I would like say, yes, you know, I'll be your slave uh, <laughs> type person. Uh, I'm fine with that. What, whatever. Uh, but they're coming out with that Disney Plus this this fall. Oh. Um, D- D- Diz Play? No, yeah, I remember last time we last time we actually talked about this in the show was I, think, I, I think that was just a rumor, but uh, no, I think it was. I think they said it at one of the. I just read recently that one of their earnings they called it Disney Play, um, and nice. then you were you were every when I read that I was like, oh yeah, that's when Dennis was calling it Display, which I'm sure somebody told them that, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I guess that's right, Display. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's Disney Plus, um, and it's coming out and it's going to rule the world um but the 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 things about that's interesting about that i found is that um i they're going to launch with like 400 movies they said something like 400 movies and sure well if they i don't think their deal to acquire fox content is complete is it it like is not but it's it's, it's but it's not going to not happen it's not going to not happen but for a minute yeah. like comcast was trying to under to, to outbid them or something yeah and that that fell through so it's yeah. they're going to get fox and the way they they're so they don't ex- have that yet but they still have their entire vault of disney movies uh what's them touchstone um abc espn stuff abc world, world of sports espn of course all of the Lucas and, and Marvel stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and not to mention, you're just talking about movies. There are also all of the, the cartoons and TV shows. and Oh, yeah. All their Disney Channel stuff. All sure. the Disney Channel stuff, for sure. I mean, how many, like, they've had, you know, frozen TV series or... Um, High School know, Musical the, 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny you say that. They're actually coming out. They're going to launch a series, High School Musical series. Mm. Um but that's something they could do. That's that's actually what I kind of wanted to talk to you about here was that um, we talk about we, we've we've been on a mixed, I think, review of these Disney remakes that they do. The Beauty and the Beast one, Maleficent, sure. Cinderella. I mean, they're hit or miss kind of and has a mixed thing. Disney, it feels like and sounds like Disney's future plan with this thing is to do those kind of things on their Disney Plus. Instead hmm. of making big feature movies of them, I mean, so here's a here's a sort of thing that just occurred to me. We didn't talk about this in prep, but how do you feel about the notion of original exclusive content? Because we've said this before about Netflix, like Netflix, especially the streaming service. So Netflix is a service that started as a DVD rental service, right? Competing with the brick and mortar stores. Yeah. And they did that for a while to great effect, sort of put Blockbuster out of business and 
you know, most towns, I think, still have one uh, brick and mortar if you're movie lucky, rental yeah. place and, you know, alongside Redbox, which is a different yeah. model. Um, but that was their thing. And then they pivoted to digital streaming where the value is uh, in initially was in what content they could acquire right what they could get to show on their on their thing and they knew that that was a tenuous thing like they probably have to turn over to the distributors and the and the um rights holders most of most of their not most i'm sure they're making plenty of money but like yeah they probably have to pay a lot they probably have to pay a lot for those and so somebody said you know, it'll cost us a lot up front, but if we make our own stuff, then it's pure profit once it's paid off, right? Yeah, once it's um, paid off. Right. And, you know, so Netflix has gone on this on this spree, this spending spree of making every damn thing anybody wants to make, you know, yeah. ranging from, you know, complete snooze fest disasters like the Titan all the way up to the cultural phenomenon of Stranger Things season one. Yes, right. Um, or the first couple seasons of House of Cards, which is their original, I think was their first original series. Yeah. And so everybody else is doing the same thing, right? Amazon has at least half a dozen original shows, probably more than that now. Man in the High Castle and The Americans and yep. uh, all of that stuff. Hulu has a couple, though I don't use Hulu very much. Um uh cbs has discovery right star trek discovery is exclusive to all access um apparently that was a little close to the name of my echo device Um, (laughs) and so i wondered I, i guess i'm working toward a question and now that i'm here i don't know for sure what that question is how do you feel about that like is that an effective hook so yes but i don't think that i personally don't think that netflix is doing it effectively um i i'm not in it's weird i'm not in this industry like a lot of you know the, the professionals are but well bob so, I, bob so, Iger, the the, the ceo of disney has just came out with their in February when they really are starting to talk about this. Um, um, what's February now? Um, when they talked about the to the shareholders meetings about like what they're doing with this kind of a thing. Uh, he specifically he didn't call it Netflix, but he said other things. He was definitely talking about Netflix. He he referred to the fact that they are putting out they have quantity, and Disney wants to focus on quality because they will never be able to match the quantity that these other services have. And they feel that their that their past and their history has been in quality. Um, they put out quality movies and the things that they do that's original content that's Disney is on the on the whole quality product. Sure. And I could and I could probably agree that that with for every hunchback in Notre Dame, you're gonna have twenty five of those on Netflix. No right. So it's just uh I think that original content, yeah, that that can be the draw and that can keep you in. But you're, you're just, you know, you get a lightning in a bottle with Stranger Things and House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. But that's like you're going to have five in, you know, six, seven years. It's just not a it's not enough of a thing to really 
you know, say Netflix is the place to go. They, they're known for having B-movie stuff, second-roll movies, you know, direct-to-DVD movies. Sure. Well, Netflix is a Netflix is a strange case because I feel like uh, Netflix feels to me like the given. Like if if somebody only has one, they have Netflix, right? Yeah. And so and so their their approach. I mean, I agree with the statement that their approach is definitely quantity over quality. I don't know that I buy the argument that a Disney can't do that. Um, I can't imagine Disney doesn't have enough money to do whatever, to make whatever. I mean, they make plenty of Disney Channel original content. Yeah, um, all the time. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think that making that claim that that's their plan is a mistake. That does seem like a solid move. Um, well, they, they are, they are going to make more in content. terms of of everybody else who's trying to compete like do you think that Star Trek Discovery is making CBS All Access a thing? I mean, that's tough to say cuz I actually love Discovery. I mean, that's Right, right, same. I yeah. uh this is a little that's tricky. A to... That's a quality. That's their perfect example of that they've got quality over quantity. I mean, yeah, they, they watch... have their one their one exclusive is is really well made and really so far, you know, um, very good. Yeah. Um, and let me, I know, let me tell you, I know for me, me and I don't want to get into the details of this on on record, but I only started paying for all access a couple of weeks ago um, because season two kicked off and I was like, this is really good. I'm going to I'm going to support this. Yeah, um, it's, it's where you want to put your money at. And uh, it's a, a but it's a tricky thing, right? Like, how are people going to know? that it's that it's worth it until it's like netflix is using it to keep people right and that's yeah. where it really works like yeah. is it gonna get people that's the question and a lot of well, people a lot of services like like this is especially true of hbo i think people subscribe to whatever version of hbo hbo they need or they can get or is simplest for them like there are I think at least three ways to get HBO aside from getting cable and they're all $15 a month. Even if you do the one through Amazon, um, people subscribe to that while their show that they want to watch is on, uh, game of Thrones or whatever, and then we'll cancel it. Right. Which is, which is okay. I mean, really what the, what the service providers are hoping for in that kind of situation is that, Somebody will buy it to get Game of Thrones. And if your exclusive is Game of Thrones, like, that's different, right? Yeah. If you're... Yeah, but they, they hope that you stay around for Veep and Silicon right. Valley. Right. They'll, they'll hope that you stay on. And if your exclusive is big, like Game of Thrones, and I think that's where um, CBS is doing well, because Star Trek is Star Trek. Um, yeah. You know, Stranger Things was a phenomenon, but I don't know how many people who didn't have Netflix... Got, got Netflix, Netflix for it. Yeah. For that. See, like, I think, because yeah. it's hard for me to imagine a person who doesn't have access to Netflix. Yeah. D- Disney who is, is someone is, in the first world who's watching TV shows. Yeah. Disney is uniquely positioned in the fact that they can, they can do both 
effectively. So sure. not only do they start off with a library of here is all of our movies that we've got, right? That's a, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Here, but here's all of our Disney Channel series that we have. I mean, you can go back and watch, you're going to roll your eyes, but Hannah Montana, all sure. of them. Right. And because that's was a big thing for for many kids mm-hmm. um, or the the um, you said before the high school musical movies. And those those are all made for only Disney Channel type things that you could watch before. Sure. Um, they put those out and then they can they can continue. They will continue making movie movies. Netflix can't enter the arena to get new customers. Right. They can't put out a Stranger Things on the on the big screen, whereas Disney will put out more Marvel Cinematic mm. Universe things. And then, oh, you want to watch those? They're on only on ours. Like Captain Marvel will be is officially going to be the first one movie that they put out that will be on no other streaming service but their own. Um, so if the first thing is, is which one should I pick Netflix or these other ones? Well, of course, you got to pick Netflix. Well, really? Because every movie is on here and they're also doing original content. It's the only place I'm going to be able to get, um, you know, the the Frozen TV series or they whatever you know right. series is that they're going to put out. Like you said, they're used to doing it. They have ABC that they put their own, you know, sitcoms and stuff out anyway. Right. So they, yeah, they're. I just think that Disney's going to. This is going to be the the first thing that can really challenge. I don't think CBS or HBO challenges Netflix in any way. There's just not enough, right? It's yeah. just a couple things. And it's it's I wonder, I don't know how much water this analogy holds, but it reminds me a little bit of the MMO space where like a a new game doesn't have to it doesn't have to kill WoW to be successful. It doesn't have to kill uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, you know, it can pick up a piece of that pie and do very well. Yeah, it can just live in that space. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, well the, the, which I the think thing has was... been true for every other streaming service up till now. And I think, you know, again, as I said, when we first started talking mm-hmm. about this Disney streaming service, um, this is the first company that I think has the depth and breadth of content to really to really challenge, to really make some people some people say if they're paying for both, look at their look at their credit card statements and go. Hmm. How many things have I watched on Netflix this month, and how many things have the kids watched on Disney Plus? Yeah. Um, well, really, with that—that that exactly with what you just said—is that um, once Disney pulls their content from Netflix, what's left on Netflix? I mean, they're not right. getting NBC stuff. They're not getting ABC stuff. They're not getting CBS stuff. They're not getting Fox stuff. That you know, all the Fox stuff has been been pulled over to Hulu. And now we're probably going to go to Disney, right? Um, and then, uh, so once once all of the Star Wars and the Marvel things are off, and the you know Disney things, what's left on Hulu except original content and B movie stuff? Like you can't right now. If I wanted to go watch a Paramount movie, I can't watch Star Trek. There's nothing on Netflix, mm. right? Unless it's old stuff. I mean, really, you know, we've we've been talking about this a lot for a while. I think the to me, and I'm not a person who has ever paid for cable, but I think what most people are going to do is they're going to do the math and go, look, if I'm paying for Netflix, uh, I have Amazon Prime anyway because of the shipping thing. Um, 
Disney Play, Disney Plus, um, maybe HBO, maybe one other thing. Like, you add all of that stuff up, and it's still less than you pay for cable. Uh, I, did, I did the math, and it's actually about the same price. I mean, when, when I cut the cord, if you got them all, it's about the same price. Uh, I guess it because, depends on depends on what you have, what you need. Yeah, it, it all does. It, the thing is, is that that uh, cable companies um, slash their internet prices if you get in, a, in sure. bundles. But when you That's when you true. when you get just ISP stuff, then it's through the roof, and you're like, ugh. I mean, that's what the the ISP the ISP stranglehold will be the biggest thing in the future. I mean, none yeah. of this works without you paying for your internet. Yeah, our our American internet monopoly stuff is a as a whole. That's that's a little political, yeah. but yeah, you it's... you can say that you can get rid of. Uh, Comcast and I don't I can cut the cord, but you're not cutting the cord. You're still paying Comcast for cape for internet. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So you're still you're still paying. That's true. I mean, I'm if I'm paying, I've cable internet. I could get basic cable for another ten dollars. So that's true. Yeah. So exactly, that's what it is. You or or none of that. I mean, so I'm trying to see if I got numbers. It was like a hundred and fifty dollars that I was paying for cable and internet. And then now I pay something like $70 for uh, internet. And I'm like, well, I could get for $30 more all the stuff. And then, of course, Comcast will come back and say, like, oh, for introductory for two years, you can get all the stuff for that price. And um, so it's, yeah, I mean, you're still paying. I don't pay Comcast. I used to. I pay a great place called Smithville. Um, mm-hmm. And they, uh, but I still have to pay the ISP, right? And that's, that's something that comes base yeah i mean that's gonna be a utility where, someday where where that happens is the is the um is the bundle aspect of it like if you have access to a bundle then it's different but like i don't know i mean it doesn't help because i work remotely so i literally do need internet yeah. um i don't i don't see who doesn't have home internet i mean maybe you know if you have a data plan on your phone you just do internet on your phones all the time but i don't know too many people that live like that um and well, so it's i actually I, I i disagree with that i think that there's a that you're in a situation where you can't not see it but i know several people and i know family members who are my age or even younger that have their phone and they don't need a they don't have a computer they have one that's sitting collecting dust in the corner they just don't use it and they don't need internet they just have cable yeah yeah i i just know for me i pay more for my cell phone plan than for my home internet but yeah if i didn't have home internet my cell phone plan would be higher right like i don't have enough cellular data to last me a month a month just for what i do on my phone not to you know of course again i work remotely so it's not even an option but even if i didn't mike how do you how do you play games how do you watch tv and of course it's my own personal bias but yeah that that's the thing is that it's the the internet of things will cause the layman to get stuff like you want to have it so that alexa can talk and that so that you can have the the control of your house but that's I mean, I think if you're, have, yeah. I think if you're in the demographic of a person who is <laughs> a person, <laughs> if, if you're in the demographic of a person who's comparing between cable and streaming services, 
it's assumed that you have high speed internet. Yeah, of, of course, of course. That's that's sort of what I'm saying. I'm sure. But, but that, if you go in rural Illinois or rural Iowa, South Dakota, that's not a given. If you live right? somewhere where you can actually pick up broadcast TV and you don't have cable, um, then yeah, you maybe you probably don't have internet. Um, yeah. Home internet. You just get by. You do Facebook on your phone or whatever if you, for some reason, are still using Facebook. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately. If you're the kind of person – this is a super, like, prejudiced <laughs> thing to say. But if you're, the, if you're the kind of person that doesn't have home internet, you're probably still using Facebook. And, and you're definitely not listening to this show if you don't. And you're not listening to this show. You're busy arguing about Trump or something. Yeah. We, we, we don't care about you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I said. I, I, you don't have the internet and you can't listen to the podcast. So. Oh, no. We said home internet. Okay. We, we love you guys. You're the best. Thanks for listening to us. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. Well, now that I've now that I've offended both of our listeners. What? Uh... <laughs> I just see it. All right, Let's, I think I think I think we've saved enough lives today, Dennis. We are there yeah, are people who are living now today that we've got would things not have on the tomorrow. list, but I don't I don't have much to say on those that would be super super informed. It would just be my knee jerk opinion. So um, we, we can chalk them we'll, over tomorrow. We'll talk about Activision Blizzard next week, maybe. Oh yeah, well that's we'll see. Maybe something comes have out of that. Have you seen talk about uh, Lego Two, Lego Movie Two? I did see the Lego movie too. You did see. That was worth seeing, yeah. It was okay. That I mean the, a- the 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 first one was a phenomenon, so they take you on elsewhere. This one I think our our buddy Fox gave a great review on it. If uh you can go find his review on this is that uh um I mean I wish I could remember what what his his site is for that that he does his review on. LRM um, online. LRM online. Yeah, go go there and read his review to talk about that one cuz um it does it knows that it came up you can't outdo itself so it doesn't try it just does really fun things and has a fun time and and it does a good story on its own so it's 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 fine it's good i liked it but it's, was it's not so- a breakout oh my gosh this is so much better toy story 2 was better than toy story 1 toy story 3 was better than toy story 2 this one was like about the same that was so much more of a like reluctant recommendation than I expected. I assumed you were just going to say yes. No. But, uh, it's, I, yeah. I, I like Andrew it. and I were talking about going to see that uh, probably this next weekend, I think is the first window of time that we'll, that we'll have. But uh, here's, here's, here's the thing. The only uh, other it, movie that's going to be in the theater next weekend is how to train your dragon 13 or whatever. 13, yeah. uh, here, let, let me let me tell you this one thing that to tell you everything about this movie, the Lego movie, is that um, the main song in this one is called "This Song Is Will Be Stuck in Your Head," mm. and and it's it's literally like we can't do anything better than this. Everything is awesome, but we're gonna make a song that is intentionally trying to get stuck in your head because that's what the first one did, and we're doing and we're gonna call it that, and we're gonna sing it over and over again so it's stuck in your head on purpose right and that's that's what the movie is it's like we know what we did and we're doing it again um and it's just as funny because we're pointing it out self-referential is that what it is yeah yeah all right yeah go go watch that and we'll talk about it it's a a little bit of fun stuff and if you get to watch battle angel that's that's one you should go watch we can talk about yeah it's not in the beer theater yet so i'm (laughs) <laughs> gotta have, still, gotta have the beer. 
still in the holding. I just like to support them. They're a cool local business. So, right. All right, man. All right, man. That's that's good. I had a. Oh, that's for that's for Discovery. You haven't seen that yet. Oh no, Nick. I'm, I'm behind we'll on Discovery more, and and uh, Orville. We'll more Orville and Discovery. This this week's Orville was good. They they tackle some more social issues. That's so, crazy. A show so. that's really funny and hilarious tackles social issues, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the Orville. Yeah. Okay, you've been listening to the Front Porch. This is episode seventy-eight. Thanks as always to our friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. Uh, go check them out. Subscribe. They talk about movies. It's good stuff. Uh, if you enjoy listening to us and our other friends and you like star trek you should check out our other podcast klingonsanddragons.com it's not safe for work if you have questions or comments your your thoughts on uh um spielberg's requiem schindler's list uh you can email us frontporchpod at gmail.com over on our website frontporchpodcast.com we got contact forms the schedule for the 2020 100 movie challenge uh, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a review. Make it a good one. Thanks as always for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night. See you next time.